Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls Next Door. That's us. Talking about spooky stuff, you know how we do. That's exactly what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, today is our 47th episode. This is in line with our Romance Gone Wrong series that we've been doing. Yeah. So we've talked about mostly sex. Is what we've been talking about. Yeah, let's talk about sex, baby. We did. We and did now it. we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, today we're talking uh, more about what happens if you have sex with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. talked about a little bit before, but it's like, this is a little different. Like, the yeah. levels of deception go above and beyond. This is like five-star level deception yeah where like the other one was like i'm gonna be a little different three three effort this is five effort you're murdering people to keep your secrets yeah it gets real intense exactly or to get attention so we're you know how you do that (laughs) we're we're talking about more or less like this obsessive like lover stalker usually with someone that you probably wouldn't be with otherwise or shouldn't be with it does the narrative tends to fall into that crazy ex-girlfriend category. Mm-hmm. Um, but in these days with the age of the friend zone, we also want to shed light on all kinds of stalking. Cause it's not just ladies. It's not just your crazy lady who yeah, is stalking you. Stalk men do it real too. Good as well. The internet exists and it's a scary place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Earlier this year we were exploring the film single white female. And we talked about the blanket term of mental illness to excuse her psychotic behavior. Yeah. Uh, today we're not doing that. We're going to talk about the different levels and the sides of stalking and how that is a mental illness and how these films neglect to do that. Mm-hmm. Like the thing, like they don't do that blanket term thing, but mm-hmm. at the same time now they're not giving us like, if we were given this identity, like of them having the mental illness that comes along with stalking, then we might be more inclined to, uh, appeal to them to like feel for them in some way yeah whereas like what we're seeing is just like bitch is crazy you know like that kind of thing oh yeah usually with women it's just like she's crazy there's no reason understanding or anything it's just like she just yeah. was born with not many screws yeah yeah and um, if it's a man it's just like well it's your fault for like he's trying to save you and it's your fault for not realizing that he's the gem that you didn't realize was always in front of you. I don't know. I don't know if I felt that way while watching you. Well, that's because we got a different point of view. Yeah, we that's watched. Fair. <laughs> we I'm going to say, though, I wasn't like, oh, I wish I had one of those. <laughs> oh, I'm missing out. Sure am. I really wished I had this guy that was super obsessed with being murdering people on my behalf. He yeah. saw it that way. Yes. I guess. Yeah, and that's um, kind of the thing. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. That yeah. it's, for his perspective, he thinks he's, she cannot take care of herself, so he has to help. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we're going to talk about Netflix's series, You, starring Sorry, Pamela Angeli. Yes. No worries. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, a favorite of mine from when I was younger, which is Swim Fan, which would be like the teen version of um, Fatal Attraction, essentially. Yeah, it was a time, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel like watching Fatal Attraction. Um but we are going to talk about it as well, just because there's things to say, because it, it would be absurd to not mention that film when you're talking about stalkers. Mm-hmm. But like, I actually um, somewhat recently had read this book by Leanne Moriarty, 
uh, about a stalker. It was the hypnotist's love story. And so it's like takes place from the point of the hypnotist who's like falling in love with this guy who has a stalker. Mm-hmm. And then you also see the point of view of the stalker. And it was so interesting. Like Moriarty has such a really good way of like, or she has a really, she has a talent for mm-hmm. being able to like make these otherwise monsters into like people. Like yes. you, you feel for them. Like <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this she's crazy. Like there's no way that I'm going to understand this stalker. And then it like switches over to her point of view. And I was like, oh man, like you see how it's like affecting her. Like she mm-hmm. loses her job. She's losing her. She knows it's crazy, but she's compelled to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're the whole time you're just like rooting for her to not get him, but to get better. Yeah. So like it was such a refreshing point of view as opposed to just being like, oh, your crazy ex-girlfriend doesn't want to leave you alone. It's like, oh, probably because like you let her on and you were such a big part of her life and then you just dropped her. And it totally like made her lose herself and she also wasn't stable to begin with i feel these things it is i mean also if you're thinking about like it's a comedy but with a literal title crazy ex-girlfriend there's like so much happening at that where like clearly she is unwell yeah we want her to get better the people in her life even the ones who are on the receiving end of the stalking want her to get better and it's yeah it's interesting yeah, absolutely. I don't know what point I was making. I'm very sick for context. Hello, world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're right with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She's the protagonist, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing it, and she does crazy things, but we're also seeing how she's justifying it. Yeah. So you get this, like, point of view from that, and then you really it's see the not mental, so... <laughs> like, well, why am I here? Like, she does kind of do that, even though sometimes yeah. you're just like, that doesn't, sweetie, that doesn't justify it, though, at the same time. Yeah, like, even... Like, at the end of the season is when you see her kind of do that flashback of, like, oh, if you looked at this from a different point of view, not through my crazy lens, then you see that I'm nuts. And that anyone else would have been like, this is not okay. This is not a love story. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's you with a woman and minus murder. Yes. It's crazy ex-girlfriend. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, stalkers and what that's about. And then we're going to talk about these films to, to tie it all together. Yeah, you know how we do that. It's great. Yeah, facts. Good job. Wait, we say all the facts. 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 This idea, there there tends to be this kind of idea that either a woman is the crazy ex-girlfriend who's stalking you, mm-hmm. like you hear about the crazy ex, whatever, or there's like this kind of pseudo rumor that women, that all women want to be stalked to some degree, that it's like, you're worthy of that attention and now I want to be stalked. Like, like, no one wants to be stalked, but it's like this rumor that's just like, but if you were, you'd feel like a tinge of like gratification and like, oh, I'm special enough that someone's like destroyed their whole life to follow me around. 
which is nuts and yeah, inaccurate. Say. Yeah. Oh, I guess because we have that whole culture of like everyone's putting themselves out there. You want to be seen. You hear that line a lot and you. Yeah. Where it's like you want to be seen, don't you? Yeah. And it's because like they're posting things on Instagram or like the way they're portraying themselves. And it's like, no, you're just being a person. Yeah. Um, it's just the 21st century where social media is ingrained in our lives. Selfies are culture. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. mean you want someone to follow you home and look through your windows all the time. Yeah. Well, so there's like, women have this innate desire to be wanted, pursued, desired, which when it's skewed it to fit that narrative of something like you, it uh, validates stalkers and perpetuates this idea ideology that if men just keep persisting, the woman will eventually come around because they want you to try harder. 50 no's and one yes is a yes. Yeah. It's not. You just keep going until you just keep battering her until she's like, fine, just will you leave it's me like alone? It's like torture where you do, you torture someone enough that they'll say whatever you want them to say yeah. to make it stop. It's not going to stand up in court. But the thing Ugh. is that there's a difference. So there's a difference between being pursued in something like a romantic comedy Right, mm -hmm. where there's these big grand gestures that serve to validate feelings that the woman was seeking all along, right? The line between cute and crazy. Yeah. Like the the point of romantic comedies is that there has been tension this entire time and the woman has been very forward about it and the man has just never really said it or come to terms with it. Like mm -hmm. there's always like this resistance, like, will they, won't they? But the difference, the big difference between it being endearing in something like a romantic comedy as as opposed to like real life stalking is that those grand gestures happen like repeatedly despite being told no constantly. Yes. Right. So like in romantic comedies, it's like, Oh, we're just friends, whatever, whatever. In real life, it would be, we're just friends. And he's just like, but we should be more. And she's like, no, 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 we're just friends. And he's like, but we should be more. And she's like, no, 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 we're just friends. That is not a romantic comedy. F R I E N D S. <laughs> That's how you spell friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's the best song, song ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Essentially, what it reduces the woman to when it's just stalking is that she's just an object of your desire, um, expressing that essentially they have no interest or actually want these women, mm -hmm. like, as a person. They don't value your friendship. They just want to own and possess you and fix you in some way. Like, that's not what love is. Yes. <laughs> anyway. I concur. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's important about the show that we're going to discuss, which is you and Netflix, is this constant, like, reminder that Joe believes he's doing this to protect Beck. Mm -hmm. um, he says he's saving her and that he makes her life better. And in some ways he does. Yeah. And she true. says so. She said it in the end. But she was also like, but this is my life. Like, I'm, I'm the one who's allowed to make the problems. Like, I'm allowed to make mistakes this is my life. I'm making these decisions. You can't just come in here and be like, I fixed you. Now you owe me everything. You're locked in a glass box. I think also, though, there were things that were being fixed that didn't necessarily need to be fixed the way that they did. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you're fixing somebody's life, if it involves murder, it's probably not the best way. Yeah. There are probably other ways to do these things that are still crazy, but maybe just slightly less. Absolutely. You don't have to go to prison for it. 
Yeah. People um, don't have to lose their lives. You don't have to lock them in a box when they find out because you've not murdered anybody. Yeah. You can just be like, oh, yeah, that was a lot. I'm sorry. That was weird. And, like, maybe they'll forgive you because you didn't murder anybody. Yeah. You don't have a box of teeth in your ceiling. <laughs> it's reasonable. <laughs> it's reasonable Almost levels. Yeah. Cute <laughs> and creepy. Which yeah, one? Exactly. I don't know. There's a line. <laughs> um, and he crossed it so much. As, well, like, essentially, there is a difference between love and emotional blackmail. Right. Uh, there's yeah. so there's this example uh, of like emotional blackmail and like that repetitive like despite being told no or like essentially like manipulating and to a degree gaslighting and being like you've you've meant yes this entire time and you just don't know it like you don't know what's good for you and it's me kind of thing that back in um, September of 2017 there was this viral story about a guy who was dumped by his girlfriend of four months. Uh-huh. Four months. That's not very long. That's not very long at all. Uh, and he decided that the best way to get her back would be to play a piano nonstop until she realized her mistake. Uh, or sim- <laughs> like he just like played in this park and then people would be like, oh, it's beautiful. And he was just like, uh, this is for this girl and maybe she'll finally realize it. And then people like went off on him on Twitter and were just like, it's OK for people to break up with you. It's OK for you to just move on. Like, you can't like, what are you trying to like? Oh, please stop harassing your neighbors by playing music all day. Of course I'll go back on a date with you. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's no, a little wild. Or similarly, if we're going more recent, uh, Offset ruined a Cardi B concert by storming on her set uh, to make a public apology and plea oh, for I her to take him back. Yeah. So, like, essentially it's just leaving Cardi humiliated in front of her fans who's trying to perform. And so, yeah, you know, like, and it's supposed to be that grand gesture. And she had talked later, like, oh, they're going to therapy, and that was his thing, and they're trying, they have a baby, it's important. Yeah. But it's like... It wasn't like that had been a little blip of two months, and then they were like, oh, what? You don't like me? Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, they were married and have a kid. But it's definitely still not okay. Yeah, it's still like, you could do that a different way. Yes. Don't don't interrupt your place of work. It's like Ross and Rachel, except not, but like also... Yeah, Ross Ross and Rachel's a problem, too. really jealous, and was sending her all this stuff to her, her work. Yeah. And she was like, she got really mad. She was like, this is my place of work. I don't come to your work and like put like wrote sing to you. Yeah. Like that's not professional. You're going to make me lose my job. <laughs> this is a line that you're crossing. Yeah. This isn't cute. This is creepy. Yeah. Well, that's like, like understand. that's how they like get you. Right. Because they manipulate the point of view and they force their hands. And then in the end, they're like, see, you just needed a push. It's like, no, you wanted this all along. But it's like, no. It is okay for someone to break up with you. It's okay for someone to say no. Um, And this feeling of obligation of being owed is the problem. Yeah. Because you are not owed the affection of another person simply because you are a nice person to them. Oh my God, it's a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) life is ruined. Oh, it's a nice guy. I'm such a nice guy. Why don't want this one? That's not the thing. It's like, no, you're not that nice. Relax yourself. Yeah. You're not owed that just for being, like, just be nice because that's what people should be. Mm -hmm. If you're being nice because you want something, then you're not nice. That's not how that works. It's like if you do charity so that you can record it to put it on social media. Yes. Like, don't do a good deed if you're expecting something back so it makes it It not a good deed. It negates it, yeah. Like, the core issue is that when you have these ideas, the pursued party is no longer a person but rather an object. Something to be attained, something owed them. Friend zone guys were never friends. There is no friend zone because you're not a friend. 
They're just men in waiting, believing themselves to be the true hero and the one who can save you and give you the whole, give you the love they think you deserve without taking any real consideration on part of their so-called friend. Yeah. Like if you, there's a really good post I'll probably put on our social media, but it was like, have you ever been fuck zones? It's like when you really just want to be friends with someone, but all they want to do is fuck you. <laughs> I was like, yo, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, and there's good ways that we see, um, like there's good representations of this on Netflix specifically in, uh, their show sex education, where Otis is talking to a kid who is clearly infatuated with a girl that he's actually never met. Mm -hmm. Like he's never, she doesn't know who he is, but he's sending her flowers. He's writing in her lawn. He's sending her letters. It's really creepy. And Otis is like, well, you've made all that clear and she has said no. So maybe the answer is that she is just not interested in you. And he's like, well, maybe the letter got lost in the mail. And he's like, but you wrote it on her lawn. It's like, maybe like this happened. And he's like, no, you have made it very, very clear. And yes. each time she has been like, nah. So That's give up. That's your answer, <laughs> Yeah, just take that as an answer and give up. And like, that is a plot point like later that he like mm-hmm. explains that. And that kid is in trouble and he's just like, no, leave this girl alone. They don't end up together and it's great. (laughs) Yes, I agree that it's great. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm saying is like there is a way to do that. Um, There's also this perception that the bad, scary men always look like monsters. It's not true. That's not true. <laughs> like There are plenty of horrible, terrifying men who are like reasonably attractive. Yeah. Well, so also on Netflix you have the Ted Bundy tapes Mm -hmm. and he's like this big thing. And Netflix has come out one, uh, both Netflix and Penn Badgley Badgley have been like, do not lust for Joe from you. And then Netflix is also like, do not lust over Ted Bundy. He is a literal murderer. Like both of them are the heroes of the story. Um, (laughs) But when you take a story like Ted Bundy and everyone's just thirsting over him, you're all wrong. Uh, He's, ugly um but that's besides the point the thing is like Anne rule who wrote the book a stranger beside me had worked alongside him at a um like a suicide hotline mm-hmm. for years yeah and she like during his murder spree like she knew who he was like they were friends and despite like all these alarming similarities between him and the murder suspect including his car which was a yellow volvo the physical description his literal name uh, she still like took forever because she was just like not it can't be this ted it has yeah. to be a different ted who has all these things in common who happens to be in the same places as this guy who's also named ted we're driving his car yeah. and it takes forever for her to be like hey cop people like it could possibly be my friend right because what you think of when you think of someone who's strangling and murdering college students is probably not ted bundy yeah you think of like a gross monster man and that's not the case it's like normal looking people can be horrible inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like John Wayne Gacy, who's a killer clown, was a predominant member in his community and like in government. Dennis Rader, who's BTK, was a Boy Scout leader and a member of his congregation. Uh, those who want to hurt us are not always monstrous men with pervy mustaches and rotting teeth. Sometimes they're your friendly next door neighbor who doesn't know boundaries. So often that you also see like the abusive husband. That's also usually someone who's like a big player 
in the community. He's like a well-to-do guy. He looks nice. Everyone likes him. And then you find out he's like brutally beating his wife. And that's like mm-hmm. oh, so many episodes of Law and Order SVU. Absolutely. It happened because there's a front that they're putting up. Um, yeah. And it's I just, couldn't yeah. possibly. He's such a nice guy. And it's like, no, you don't know him in and out. So like relax yourself. Yeah. So I think it's like with you, people are having this problem because they're like, Joe, and we'll talk about it when we get to like the film section, but people are having a hard time understanding that he is the bad guy. He is definitely the antagonist of this story. Oh, yeah. And I remember us talking about it too, where we're like, oh, I like, I hate that I like, oh, this is there awful. There are pieces, but that's what he was designed to do because yeah. it's really honestly realistic in that way. Yeah. People are human. So we're also going to talk about how uh, women are generally prepared portrayed as crazy but in reality most murderers of women are their husbands boyfriends or lovers mm-hmm. um statistically but, what statistically statistically yes i don't actually know for a fact i haven't gone out and surveyed people but statistically saying that mm-hmm. that is the truth yeah <laughs> also my husband who's not actually my husband but i just really think he's great <laughs> donald glover said, why don't women have crazy men's stories? I don't really hear them. And then I realized, it's because if you got a crazy boyfriend, you're going to die. Just something about men. The second they realize they're crazy, it's like, time to kill everyone I love. Which is sad, but super true. It's definitely really sad, but it's definitely super true. Mm-hmm. Like, the second they're like, ooh, I may be kind of not okay. Let's murder everything I love and care about. Talking about it won't solve anything. Yeah. Toxic max masculinity. Ruins the party. Yeah. I mean, and that's not to say that there aren't crazy women <clears throat> who murder, because that has definitely happened. Um, I just finished watching, like, a three-part series about Jodi Arias, so I get it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, like, recently in the news was that woman who sent, like, a million text messages to that guy that she, like talked to on tinder or something once uh-huh. and there was like one text message where she mentioned she was going to turn him into sushi or something it was nuts yeah that sounds... so they exist on both sides but statistically if we're talking like yeah there's crazy ex-girlfriends whatever but men are able to tell that story whereas women if you have a crazy ex-boyfriend you're probably really scared yeah no it's really real and i feel like it's all it has a lot to do i feel like with um like just in general, the toxic masculinity where you don't really learn how to like deal with your not good emotions Mm -hmm. and it's not okay to be weak and it's not okay to like say sorry because that makes you not masculine. So let's murder everything. Like (laughs) I get where the the thought process is going. Absolutely. Um, But according to the rape abuse and incest national network rain, eight out of every 10 sexual assaults are committed by someone who knows the victim. Moreover, as a 2018 United Nations report revealed, women are more likely to be murdered by an intimate partner, family member, or someone they know more than someone they do not know. So abusers are not just ominous figures waiting to jump out of the shadows. They're likely people in positions of power or like your friends. Uh, that was by Dr. Blaustein, founder of Women Strong International. Mm-hmm. It's explained from bustle.com. Yeah. You're welcome, Marla. Bustle Magazine. We read things. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to educate you on, on... So, stalkers aren't just, like, one... Like, we're not just saying, like, someone who lurks in the dark. We're not saying that one person who, like, sends you, like, three emails because they don't take a hint. Like, there's levels. There's different kinds of stalkers, even, because this is, like, a mental illness. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's, like, if you don't have... I will say, as a person myself... 
I've done weird sh- stuff when I like somebody a little too much. Mm-hmm. When I was like in my middle school, high school years. And it's definitely weird now thinking about it. I was like, oh, that was a little out of it. That yeah. was probably not okay. Would like walk home the long way past their house. That's weird. That is weird. It's a weird thing to do. But I did that because I was crazy as a middle <laughs> schooler. Um, and I was like, boys. But like, yeah, yeah like, it's Tina. like. Once you, like, realize the things that are wrong in your brain and you try to do better, you can. It's, it's amazing. But, uh, unfortunately, WebMD says the overwhelming majority of stalkers are men, four to one. Psychiatrists have developed several stalker profiles. So this is really interesting. Security. The rejected stalker. This person was rejected in a relationship and they perceive it as an insult. They feel wounded and then are seeking vindication. So that's that sounds like murder is going to happen. Yeah. Um, the resentful stalker. These people are self-righteous, self-pitying people who may threaten, but they're the least likely to act on it. So I kind of get the vibe of, I'm such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. This is like the, the guy from Contracted. Hmm. Yeah, like yeah. he felt like he deserved it, so he's essentially stalking her by coming to her job every day, but he's not going to do anything. Yeah, no, that's really real. And we probably know people like that in mm-hmm. life, unfortunately. Yep. The intimacy-seeking stalker, they believe they are loved or will be loved by the victim. Often, they focus on someone of higher social status. This person is mentally ill or delusional, so they don't have that actual connection with the person mm-hmm. they have fabricated this idea of what being them with them was like and are basing everything off of that yeah it kind of reminds me of like the the guy who tried to kill bjork he mm. was like super obsessed with her and he tried to kill her like he doesn't know bjork but because she's this big star he th- feels mm-hmm. like he knows her better than anyone else because she's in the spotlight and jodie foster as well also had yeah. a stalker like that yeah these things are real the incompetent this person is socially backward. He doesn't really understand the social rules involved in dating or romance, and but he doesn't mean any harm. That one, I'm like, oh. Yeah, that one's like, they don't know that that's not how you're supposed to act. Yeah. So those are the people who are like, really like forward and, and uncomfortable, usually probably on the, like, just not understanding like dating rules and are yeah. too new to understand what boundaries are really. Which is like, at that point, it's like not entirely their fault. It's just a matter of someone being like, hey, that's not how that works. I feel like that was me in middle school. And I had good friends who were like, hey, this is a lot. You're doing a lot. You need to chill out. And I was like, oh, so this doesn't help him like me. And they're like, no, sweetie, no, it (laughs) doesn't. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then I stopped and now I'm normal. (laughs) You don't see my eyes, but they look crazy. Uh... (laughs) The predator. This is about sexual gratification, control, and violence. The stalker doesn't necessarily know the victim. The victim may not know she is being stalked, but the predator plans their attack, rehearses it, and has a lot of like sexual fantasies about it. That sounds like serial killers. Yeah, that also one sounds, sounds like the like, worst one. Like Joe from you. Really? I didn't get. I got more of the intimacy seeking one. Oh, I guess you're right because it's not. He's not really about. Well, he's about the control. He didn't seem like he wanted to kill her initially. But not violence. Yeah. Yeah. But the control, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think he definitely got there. (laughs) Um, But it was not until the very end. 
He seems like he wanted to help. The intimacy seeking stalker. Isn't that what I said? I don't know. I thought I said that. You probably did. Cool. I agree. I agree with you, Kat. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I agree with this statement. What you said is what I feel. Yes, we are one. (laughs) Also, Fatal Attraction is a film. Did you know? That comes to mind when exploring this idea about the obsessed woman. It started the bunny boiler archetype, which is a woman who acts vengefully after having been spurned by her lover, which was named such because Glenn Close's character, Alex, does just that after being spurned, a.k.a. hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Got you. So fatal attraction never mentions mental health, except to call her a crazy bitch repeatedly. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Glenn Close says this is about portraying Alex. Uh, says this about portraying Alex. I think it's very tricky to portray mental illness faithfully. It's so easy to make someone with a mental illness a villain, and that's definitely true in a lot of movies we've seen. Yeah, where it's just like blanket statement that person's crazy, and it's like, um, that's not that's yeah. not the whole thing. There's probably a lot of reasons. Absolutely. I come from a trauma-informed care background, though, so I'm like, what's wrong with that person? Why are they there? What yeah. happened to them? It's not their fault, probably. Like, what is their story? Yeah. Not it's, everyone feels that way. And in the the interaction with Fatal, Fatal Attraction and Glenn Close's character, Alex, is that, like, in the film, again, they don't express anything about her having a mental illness, right? She's uh-huh. just crazy. She's a crazy bitch who burned, she boiled her daughter's bunny right at the end of the film like it's notorious that like the audience was like kill that bitch like chanting it and like yeah clearly like at that time she seems like this villain but glenn close has been really good about it where she's after that role had like studied and was like we weren't made aware that like this is actually a mental illness and like it's never brought up and she actually should be getting help and she said glenn close said the only villain that she's ever played was um Cruella DeVille. Oh, cool. Yeah, right. so she doesn't believe Alex is a villain. She just thinks that she didn't get any help, which is true. Yeah, and it's just, you see that a lot where, like, people are very quick to just think, like, it's their fault entirely. Like, oh, it's just a cra- Like, women are just so easily put in that crazy bitch slot mm-hmm. when there's so much more happening nine times out of ten. And it's just like. That's not cool, man. Yeah. Let's not kill that bitch. Help. Yeah, let's I not will do say that. during Get Out, I felt strongly on that end. Yeah. That was like the one movie where like if a chant happened, yeah. I would have participated. But I feel bad about that now in thinking about it more of mental yeah. illness. She problems. definitely yeah, she definitely was brainwashed to some yeah. degree. But yeah, I think and it, it kind of works both ways, right? Cause with all stalkers. Cause it's not just like we we don't just have sympathy for like the misunderstood female stalkers. We also understand that there's a misunderstood male stalkers too. Cause they're because yeah. of the culture that we live in, like you were saying with toxic masculinity, like you're raised where rejection is like the worst thing that could ever happen, which makes you result into these really extreme gestures. Right. Yeah. Or this going around with this mentality that you're owed a woman, as opposed to like getting to know someone and caring about them as a person and not as an item. Like, it's yeah. just we need to rework the way that people are seeing other people. Um, but on the same end of that, there's both really terrifying stalker women, i.e. Jody Arias, yeah. or the crazy lady <laughs> with the sushi or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's crazy men like Ted Bundy. Like, we don't, like, there are 
dangerous people and then there are sick people and we need to be aware of both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Or true. Cool. If you murder, you're just immediately like you're evil. But like if you haven't murdered, there's still hope. <laughs> yeah, still definitely. Hope for you, <laughs> that's essentially. the line. Yeah. The line between cute and crazy. Have you murdered yet? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not cute. When you do those grand gestures a million times and I've said, no, it's not cute. You're being crazy now. And let's talk about it. You need to chill. Yeah. There's Go a creepiness line okay. that's happening that can be redeemed. You cannot be redeemed if you have murdered. We watch some stuff. We're talking about it. Yeah. So we watch two things. We watch things. Um, but for this episode, we watch two things. Two things specifically. Yeah. So we took a nice trip down memory lane for Gabe. And Which watched... was brand new for me. Yeah. We, I don't know why I was so obsessed with this film, but I do vividly remember it and having watched it quite a few times, <laughs> which is very bizarre. I don't know. I really dug it. I don't. I can't imagine why, honestly. I mean, it was, it was entertaining. It yeah. was a lot. It is a lot. But it was entertaining. So we watched Swim Fan. Yes. Um, which is from 2002. So that's how old it is. Yes. Which is to say very. Uh, <laughs> and Swim Fan follows a high school senior with a promising swimming career who has a one-night stand with consequences. This is directed by John Poison. So one... This is a one-night stand gone wrong. This is actually that. Yes, because <laughs> rape one... did not happen. Yeah. Like, no one no one deserves to be stalked and tormented in this way. But he did have sex with her willingly yes. and knew that he was cheating on his girlfriend. Yes. Which happens to be, like, what happens in Fatal Attraction as well. Yes. So, like, essentially, Slim Fan is, is Fatal Attraction for teens. Uh, no bunnies are murdered, but girlfriends are run over and best friends are bludgeoned. So... <laughs> like you Great. know stuff happens for it um what i thought was interesting so similar to contracted ben the main character has a shady past which allows like this villainous character to influence how others are seeing him and uh-huh. like essentially the path is made very easy to to portray him as the villain to hit the people who supposedly care about him yeah because he um they reference like drug addiction in the past they reference like crime because he like breaks into her locker when he first meets her uh-huh. like in that the girlfriend like saved him or whatever so he like has this bad boy narrative that's very easy for people to be like oh you're just doing it again yeah which sucks yeah but also i mean he wasn't you can't blame nice them that's <laughs> for true yeah um there's absolutely no mention of a mental illness Nope. At all. Which she very clearly has. She incredibly has this. Yep. She's just like... She does a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, she showed, like, in this film, she's portrayed to be this crazy woman who just very clearly wants more than what Ben is willing to offer. Uh-huh. But he also, like, kind of gives it to her, in a way. Like, when they hook up the first time, she's like, say you love me. And he's just like, oh... Love and she's you. like, it's nothing. <laughs> and then he says it. And then later she's like, but you said you love me. And he's like, yeah, because you told me. And it's like, if we were to take that into it, like if someone else just overheard that, it's like, 
yeah, sometimes that does happen in a relationship. So it would be perceived. Like, you don't realize that it is as weird as it is. Yeah. Like, when you put it into context, like, they had sex, like, once. And then he, she, like, went and met his mom behind his back. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) Super weird. She's just, like, this teen dream version of Glenn Close's Alex. Um, And we are given this kind of, like, as a viewer, you're led to that, that relief at the end when the crazy bitch uh, is killed. But unlike um, a single white female, no one is trying to help her in her mental illness. It's Yeah, it seemed like even her family was against her because, like, the cousin helps. Yeah. Like, basically get her. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you don't know her parents or anything. Like, you don't know actually her story. You just know that the last guy she was with got in an accident. Yeah. And now she's been trying to replace him with this new person. Yeah. And she's always just kind of been mean. It's the vibe. Yeah. I feel like, you know, something happened to her. Like, he is in a coma, the person that she cares about. And then she was just kind of shipped away. Yeah. To live in this other place. And now, like, she's not, she hasn't healed. She hasn't figured herself out. And she also was, like, a nothing character. There was no, we didn't, we don't know anything about her. Yeah, nothing at she all. She is just the crazy person. In no way was she like humanized. Built up, yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, it makes it easier to be like, that bitch killer. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone was good in this film, like, as a person. The girlfriend was. The girlfriend was okay. She was good. The one thing that really aggravated me was at the end, Ben has this like whole moment where he's like with the girlfriend because she like, one, she found out that he cheated on her. Two, she got run over like twice and like abducted and like almost drowned, (laughs) like all this stuff. But when that happens, like he comes and he like, like confesses to her that his dad had cheated on his mom and that he was like, he's a monster. I never want to come him. But like he 100% cheated on her with Madison. Yeah. Like pursued her, like went over, like he went over to her house knowing that she was interested in him. And then like when she was just like, let's go here and let's, I don't want to go home yet. Let's go swim in the pool be in our underwear like he knew 100 percent. where was your caring about what your dad did then ben i think he was using it to like justify his actions so like he was trying so hard to not be like him but now he is just like him yeah he's trash yeah but like i think it was more so not to be like oh that's why he wouldn't want to i think it's he felt like he couldn't be different because that's his dad. It's his well, blood. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just saw it as like him trying to make an excuse. Oh, it definitely was him trying to make an excuse. But and I thought it was a dumb excuse. Yeah, it's not like it's a dumb cheating excuse. isn't genetic. It's not. That, that's <laughs> it's really not, real. That's not just because your dad did a thing does not mean you will do the thing. Yeah, you should be like, I saw what happened to my mom. I wouldn't want to do that to anybody. A lot of people have a hard time learning from other people's mistakes. That's true. They have to do it themselves. That's gross. Yeah. The way he did it is gross. Is what I'm saying. I agree. He just met that girl. Anyway, there's a lot of funny things about this film, though, because it's 2002, right? So, like, two years before that, we thought the world was going to end because computers can do numbers, right? Uh-huh. And so, like, computers and, like, the period, like, I feel like 2000 to 2005, it's we're just like, bizarre. Oh, we didn't know what we were doing. We thought we weren't going to get this far. Yeah, everything is super wacky. Wait for 2012. Let's see. Yeah, like who knows? It's all going down. Uh, but my favorite thing with like early 2000s media is how absurd it is with technology and with like 
chat in computers. Yeah. Like there's like the poster for swim fan and it's swim fan with an at sign at the end. And it's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not things. Swim fan at. <laughs> swim fan at. Swim fan at is what it is. It's great. Um, <laughs> there's so many. And it's like, it's, uh, it's called swim fan because it's referencing her chat username which was swimfan85 but there's literally a chat for like two seconds when he said she sends a nude yeah that's it and the, in the library and they're big ugly computers and it takes it does that load thing where it would load yeah. just a sliver of the picture and then it slowly like each sliver was revealed it was so good and just was like remember this remember that time the aol login <laughs> yeah and all the text was like very like it's like aerial <laughs> like, yeah. like generic text enter your commands like I you could it. you could change it for your little like i'm away right now yeah. you could like code like myspace yeah for your aim passwords and stuff <laughs> it was cool the and the posters for it were really funny but it was um yeah it's just like it goes really fast the story but i don't think they give madeline one a character or two any justice yeah, that's true. She's just crazy. And then she's dead. Yeah. And she, like, didn't have to. I just, like, she, they definitely do that thing where they want, her, like, they want you to want her to be dead at the end. Oh, yeah. We watched another thing. Sure did, we did. You know how we do that. <laughs> we watched you on Netflix, which is very popular right now. I was at work, and I hadn't seen you yet. And everyone was like, What? You have a horror podcast. You haven't seen you? And I was like, nah, we're going to watch it this yeah. weekend, I guess. I couldn't be <laughs> on the internet for quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't know how big of a thing it was. And then everyone was talking about it. I was like, all right, cool. I guess we got to fit in. But also, it's relevant. So cool. Yeah. It works. <laughs> but, and it's um, really worth it. Oh, yeah. It was a really great show. Um, it's from 2018. Uh, and it is a clever bookstore manager relies on his savvy internet know-how to make the woman of his dreams fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. I think that is a very vague title for the reality of what you was, yeah. which was definitely just some real intense stalking. <laughs> yeah. Well, like he, so it's based off of a book. Yes. And the book also takes place from joe's perspective so what's really interesting about you so if you haven't watched it it's this guy who's pursuing this woman that he sees once like she talks to him in the his bookstore and from then he somehow like gets her first and last name well because she goes by beck which is her last name and then she says it's going to be or whatever so he finds her on the internet and then he's stalking her on the internet and from her internet presence he has decided that she needs to be saved that she wants attention, that her friends are trash, and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's all told from, told from his, like, point of view and his narration. And uh, <laughs> Netflix has done a really cool thing. They, um, and I'm going to share it with you guys. They sent out this, like, video that shows, like, without Joe's narration, the show is just, like, him the key is quiet all the time. It's just a lot of awkward silences. Yeah. Because a lot, all of the narration is happening in, like, in his head. So there's yeah. just moments where it's just absolutely quiet. And she just has to be like, uh, cool. <laughs> um, what? Why? <laughs> like, it's so weird. And, like, 
Uh, I had a someone on Facebook who said like the uh, a bird box challenge would be to wear a blindfold, so you're just hearing what Joe says, yeah, and seeing like how different the story would be. Like if you're not seeing what's happening, if you're just yeah. hearing him, it sounds like a romantic comedy almost. Like yeah, oh he runs into you and he's like, of course he has to save you back because you're drunk and you're just a mess. Yeah, no, he definitely paints himself as like this hero. And I think it would be really entertaining to watch it without the narration. And I really want to now because it sounds like it'd be really scary. Yeah. But like really entertaining at the same time. Yeah. Just um, think about the part where he's outside of her house. It's like episode one and he's just like masturbating. Yeah. That's like, a thing that happens. Like, yeah. And that's, that's like episode one. And yet still people like that's like level 10 creepy stalker. Right. Is if you were masturbating outside of someone's house just by watching them. Right. That's crazy. Yet it is paired with like all this romantic prose and like, I'm going to save you, whatever. So that people are still like hung up over him. Yes. So Twitter <laughs> yeah. has a lot to say. So Penn uh, Bagley, the actor who plays Joe in, in you, he has gotten quite a few different tweets to him because of his character. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So one user had said something like, kidnap me, please. And he said, no, thanks. Uh, someone else said, said this already, but at Penn Bagley is breaking my heart once again as Joe. What is it about him? And Penn readily answered, he is a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he like kept going back and forth or like people are just like, one, they have been comparing his character in you, who's very blatantly the bad guy, right? Yeah. To his character that he plays in Gossip Girl. Yeah, people who is said that. The friend zone guy. Or not the friend zone, but the manipulative you owe me guy. Um, yeah. I've never watched Gossip Girl, me but, neither, I, but I heard that. I think that he is Gossip Girl. Yeah. Someone told me. Okay. Someone cool. told me that he is Gossip Girl. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the level of crazy. Because if it's anything like what I'm thinking, it's like Pretty Little Liars. He's like A, right? So it's like he has some kind of control over them. So that's like. I have like, no idea what Gossip Girl is, but like I've, ter I've been told he is Gossip Girl. So, yeah. yeah. So like essentially he was like kid version. So he was essentially someone was like, there's a lot of per like uh, similarities between that character and this one. So what are you doing, Penn? And he's like, you're right. I need to talk to my agent. <laughs> He's like, because no one's ever gonna want to sex with me again. <laughs> yeah, I'm officially the creepy guy. But will they still want to? Yeah, because somehow it's endearing. Basically. It is. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has also been like crazy about both Joe and the Ted Bundy tapes. Or he, Netflix itself has tweeted, "I've seen a lot of talk about Ted Bundy's alleged hotness, and like would like to gently remind everyone that there are totally thousands of hot men on the service, almost all of whom are not convicted serial murderers." These things are true. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Did you forget world? There's many people who are not serial murderers who are hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I was thinking when I was like really diving into this is that essentially Joe is a hot incel. That sounds right to me. Right? Like, he, like, a little less so, like, he doesn't have that, like, overt thing of, like, this woman owes me, and, like, like she belongs to me inherently as a woman, but he has that, like, I am owed a person, and because I do all this work, now she owes me. Yeah. Kind of thing. I've murdered for you. Yeah. And so, like, we, it's like, no one asked you to murder. Uh, <laughs> and he, yeah. they do put all these weird, like, 
redeeming things in there that are it's essentially like they're gaslighting the audience like when they make his relationship with the neighbor boy and like his relationship with other people and his relationship with beck like on like front facing yeah like they're gaslighting us because they're manipulating what the story is even though we know the truth we are seeing the truth we see him murder and we're still like but he's really nice to that little boy it's real it's very (laughs) real like i remember feeling so conflicted while watching it because i was like oh i feel for this guy and i really should not like i ah, yeah he's cute this is awful i hate that i have emotions towards this this is bad (laughs) yeah there's nothing that will make this like okay (laughs) yeah and i feel like it's okay and that's a problem yeah so netflix gaslit us and it's your fault don't be mad at us because we're reacting to it there's actually like some really good um interviews about this like comparison of the the ideology of um the romantic comedies kind of funny things that happen Uh versus what's happening in you and that's from actually from the author of the book caroline kepnes 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 (laughs) i'm sorry she had this interview at refinery 29 um, where she says there's this incredible moment in the show when joe's hiding in beck's shower and he says something cheeky like you've probably seen this before in a rom-com and what she loved about that scene so much was let's say beck had opened the curtain and found him. She would have freaked out. Then she would have then gone out with her friends and told them the story. By then, it would already have been worked over in her mind. Oh, well, look, I'm so special that this guy snuck into my house to try and see me. It would start to feel like he didn't hurt me. He was completely apologetic. He was totally regretful and aware of what he did, which is the opposite of what we think of as a stalker. I can imagine a world where a few days later, Beck still walks back into that bookstore. Because that's what the romantic comedy would have been. Right? Yeah. We he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I just couldn't get you out of my head. And then she's just like, well, he didn't mean anything by it, and he just thinks I'm that special. He was in your shower, in your house, <laughs> without your permission. And, you, you, and he shouldn't know where you live. Yeah. He also has only met you one time. And he's in your shower. 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 There's your bathroom. You know what you do in there? You know what people in there? <laughs> With you don't know that they're in there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if I found them there of all places, I'd be like, okay, that's not cool. Against a backdrop of stalking, emotional blackmail, and gaslighting, consistently being dismissed or glamorized as romantic, and victims being blamed for their abuser's toxic behavior, it's easy to see why this online reaction to you has played out the way it has. Joe's character's behavior is insidious, it escalates over time, and rationalizes each new leap exactly the way a real-life abuser might behave. The show invites us into his mind, but not to glamorize his behavior or even to make us sympathetic. It does it to show how easy it is to be drawn in by toxicity. Uh, This is taken from an article, I-D-U-K, and it's Ro... How do you say it? Rosin? I think Rosin? Lanigan? Rosin Lanigan. Yeah. It's a really cool article that like summarized exactly what it is that like the reason why we can be infatuated with joe and also understand it is because it's like that old proverb of like if you put a frog in a pot and you start to boil the water over time that it won't hop out because it gets acclimated to the temperature the whole time and then it just ends up boiled as opposed to like if you just threw it into hot water it hops right out yeah that's like what 
these abuse scenarios would be is that you are like as the time goes on and you're like I know this isn't right like I know that it's not okay that you're in my shower but then he's rationalizing it and he's like well I'm not hurting you it's because I love you it's because I care about you it's because you mean something and then you're just like well I I guess if you love me (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you you're not trying to hurt me you just don't understand like we can work through this and so like each time there's, like, a new step that's, like, that's weird. That's odd. Like, if he had started at 100, we're in a problem. Right? Yeah. But, like, him just... Like he does murder Benji pretty early Yeah, on. but she doesn't know. Like, that's fair. As far as, like, the little things that he gets caught doing yeah. are so minimal and he little. rationalizes it. And, like, even when he's murdering Benji, like, he is rationalizing it and the audience is, like, well, Benji does suck. <laughs> he is honestly the worst. Like, <laughs> maybe oh, well, he, he should die. He is a liar. Like, there's he is even gaslighting the audience in that in those ways. So yeah. I think it's like the constant like understanding. Like, we're the frog. We're being cooked. We're not jumping out because we're like it feels warm. Oh, it's a little nice. warmer, but it's nice. Yeah. This big giant thing says it's okay. <laughs> here I'm putting some carrots in here. I don't know why we're eating frogs, but if we were to do that, that's what happens. Yes, yes. Yeah. That makes sense to me. <laughs> we are there. Okay. Excellent. Do you have any other words about you? I love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you. I like I thought it was really fun watching this because Peaches um is a uh, actress from pretty little liars yeah yeah, yeah she is and so I was she's just, so much more grown up in this mm-hmm. but i was just like nice because <laughs> like <laughs> like there's also that's also another creepy show you know yeah. it's also like you're being stalked and she's like involved with people who probably she shouldn't be involved with yeah. and she also was a closeted lesbian in yep. that as well so yeah eventually she comes out but yeah. yeah i thought that was cool i like peach's character me too i wish there was more um I really, you know what I really, really, really enjoyed and I think is important to talk about is that point, I think it was just like mid-season where we switched point of views and for a day we got to see Beck. Yeah. That was so awesome. I agree. And you hear, like, and that, that is a really honestly a gem because when you hear that and you hear her rationalizing in her own head, then you're really brought to reality. Because like the whole time you're like, she's a slut. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like of course she's cheating on yada, yada. and then it yeah. goes back to her and you're like no she's not she's just trying or like she knows that she's a tr- she's trouble she knows that she's not the best she yeah. knows how hard it is to be her and like like she's just thankful that someone is willing to take the time and she doesn't understand that other people care about her and yeah. you just feel really strongly for her so it's it's very well written it's so entertaining i mean i'm pumped for season two yeah, I'm really interested to see what happened to Candace. Yeah, the ending, great. I really yeah. like the ending. I had someone who told me they didn't realize that Beck died, though. Oh. And I was like, how? And I was like, it did happen kind of quick, but, like, also. It all happens, like, if you're not listening to the words, because that's what it is. It's like, you died yeah. and your book is famous now. Yeah. 
Spoilers. <laughs> Which is also messed up that, like, at that I was like, oh, that's so nice, though, that at least that... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I felt so, like, not okay that's with, like, my point of, of view. He's yeah. like, you would be so proud. And it's like, you know, she fucking would be, too. <laughs> she would she be proud. Right. Like, oh, my God, my degree. book is famous. Thank you so much, Joe. And it's like, no, he <sighs> fucking murdered you. And now that boy is all messed up. Yeah. Just like him. Yeah, I, yeah, I recommend it. So we're going to talk about it. Watch it. Yeah. Alright, so if you like it, it's kidnap me, please. And if, if you don't you like don't, it, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Which is Penn's re- response to that poor girl. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't tell him don't like that. Don't kidnap people. He's going to be Kidnapping is not fun. Like, I don't know from don't experience. Do that. But, like, also, I feel like you should go places with not against your will. Honestly, I every day have so much to do. If you cannot be, I'd be so mad. Like, there's 20 places I have to be. Can you at least bring me to those? At least like, people would notice you weren't there. Like, <laughs> you would be noticed as being kidnapped pretty quickly. Yeah. I feel like. I do, that does yeah. help me sleep at night, to know that, like, if I die in my sleep, people would wonder. Like, people would come and find me at least within, like, a day. Or two. I don't know about me. Yes. I like to be inside. Yeah, I feel like, I be like Kat's finally taking a break. Good for her. I just peek in anyway. Yeah, no, you would notice. And probably I always mom. notice. And obviously. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People will notice. I would hope. Yeah. But, okay, so for the topic of stalking. No thanks. No thanks. I don't no. want any of that. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Don't Bye. stalk me here. Can I be please? Uh, no stalking, please. Thanks. Um, yeah. Stalking is a no-go. If you are inclined to stalk people, if you feel like you're doing something that's a little creepy, if you are doing something where you feel like if you told someone that you were doing it and they would be like, bruh. That's weird. Yeah, then then don't do that thing. Don't do it. And if you can't help but do it, then go get some help. Therapy is totally cool. Yeah. Therapy is in now. It is okay (laughs) for you to do therapy. It's always been, but extra now. Yeah, like like it's... People are cool with it more so than they've ever been. Yeah. So do it. And understand, like, it's okay that if things, like, make you feel a little weird, if you're you're out of this element, if you don't understand what boundaries are, if you're feeling that, then seek help so you can feel it, so you can understand. And yeah. don't murder. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number one. Yes, please. Don't murder. Uh, how about first one, fan? Um, I was entertained. It was weird. <laughs> I don't think it's like, I guess kidnap me. Like, it's a middle ground. You know? Yeah. It's not kidnap me, please. I'm not excited. But like, I'm like, oh, all right, it's, it's okay. <laughs> like, if I must. Like, if I wake up here, I'm not going to be like super bummed. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also like, gonna be like, oh. Yeah, I'm not asking for it. Yeah. Like, please, please do that. <laughs> I agree. I It was funny for me to, like, go back again, because we have our analysis glasses on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to when I was a preteen watching it and being like, 
oh, this guy's so hot. He just <laughs> swimming, and this girl just really likes him. And oh, she's scary now. Murder. <laughs> I was just like, don't act like this around boys. They're not gonna like it. I learned some stuff. <laughs> so for that, I'd say Kenami, please. But honestly, it's. I mean. People don't know it, and that's for a reason. Because <laughs> it's just not very well known. It's just not very well cared for. Yeah. It's not great. It's not like this perfect piece of By film. By no means. It was funny. It was yeah. a time. It's something. I You don't have to watch it. Don't. No one has to watch it. Anyone watching it past 2002? Just, what are you doing? That's real. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and how about you? Can I be, please? <laughs> yeah. Do get up. One because I just I really like the actor. I loved him and John Tucker must die. Mm-hmm. Other he was not creepy there. He was nice. Um, he was really cute. Yeah, and, and it's just like a really good show. I bet you it's an amazing book. It was very entertaining, and I thought it was just like smart. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was watching something smart. Yeah, I'm 100 percent gonna read this book. <laughs> like that, there's no. There's no denying that. But, like, yeah, I think it is Can Me Please. And I I just really enjoyed how they turn this narrative around. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're not an idiot. Like, you know that he's bad. And you know that you're, that you're being duped. You know? Duped. Yeah. Like, you know that this is a trick. But it's still really fun to go on that ride. Yeah. And to see it. Um, and it is just really kind of funny to see Joe, like, bumbling around like an idiot. Yeah. And just, like, not being able to handle that he is this way. Um, I, I thought that was really interesting. Like, it was also, like, I feel like 50% of it I was just, like, waiting. I was, I was like, he's not going to keep doing worse stuff. <laughs> he's going to, at least going to hit a thing a in line. plateau. Yeah. <laughs> he's... He's going to be okay. And it's like, no, he's not. He's never It okay. just gets worse and worse. And I, I was genuinely hoping. I was like, Benji, we'll be, we'll be done. He gets her. It's cool. Everything's going to be fine, guys. It's totally good. Just like she can't ever know. But he didn't do something so irredeemable, I guess, other than murder. Um, the, yeah. Well, that's, like, and that's the thing, okay. too, is like when he gets her. He's unhappy because he has her and she's just who she is. She's not what he wanted her or to be. Like yeah. not what he made her to be. Like he just is existing and he's mad when she's just living her life with yeah. him. Like he's like, How dare you not just like become this beautiful flower that I thought you were? Like instead you're still that Beck that I don't know fully. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the whole core issue with the friend zone guys, right? Is that you you or like that that stalker that he is, that element of, like, you have this person that's above you, and you put them on this pedestal, and then when you meet them, and you're like, whoa, wait a second, you're just a human person? Yeah. You, maybe you fart sometimes? It's crazy. You have morning breath? Like, you make mistakes, and you cry when you're sad, and you watched a movie where a dog got sick? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And when it's, like, dis- like when that illusion comes down, and the veil is down, you're like, wait... And he did that, and I thought that was, like, kind of cool. Because we got to see all aspects of that crazy relationship. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting, though, like, later. Like, when they ended it. I thought that was very interesting, that yeah. whole little period of time. Yeah. I didn't fully understand the part where the girlfriend who he left for her said, you saved me from... It's like, what did you know? Yeah. 
she knew something yeah she knew something um if anything she was just being more she wasn't being manipulated the way that beck was though so she probably had the opportunity to look into him further than beck ever would that's true because his guard was down yeah he wasn't like putting on any kind of airs yeah i really did enjoy like him (laughs) it's like how am i supposed to get over you if i can't watch you getting over me or something like because she blocked him and it was so good i was just like oh my god we've all been there (laughs) (laughs) do you stop the x like you gotta be like what are you up to now like and if you can't do that you don't have that closure right um he just would never have closure because he's crazy yeah it's just it's very very well done it's uh, i give it 10 out of 10 stars yeah it was honestly one of those things where it's like i'd even rewatch it because i feel like there's things i'd missed absolutely we'll catch the second time around yeah, I'm excited to do that. I'd love to. All right, well, you know the rules. Don't get married. Delete your kids. Yep. <laughs> Can I have <it>, please? <laughs> love you. No, thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.